Welcome to How to Eat Less Water, the podcast for anyone who's concerned about the state of our environment and wants to live more sustainably, but is short on either time, money, ideas, or all three. I'm your host, Florencia Ramirez, author of the award-winning book, Eat Less Water, and a kitchen activist. Every Monday and Wednesday, I share bite-sized action steps anyone can implement in their kitchen. Why the kitchen? The average person eats between 500 to 1,300 gallons of virtual water every day. Our food is the best place to turn our hope for a better environment into action. Want to receive 10 tips to eat less water for your summer parties? Go to eatlesswater.com to download the free list. Now, let's dig in and grow well-being together. Hi, welcome to the How to Eat Less Water podcast. I am Florencia Ramirez, your host. I invite you to download the 10 tips to eat less water for summer party planning. It is a free 14-page guide packed with simple ideas from the pre to post party. I have the link for you in the show notes. Earlier this month was World Chocolate Day. On that episode, I offered three action tips to buy organic chocolate, to look for a direct trade or fair trade certification, and to skip the palm oil. I didn't get into the palm oil because it in itself is a pretty massive topic, but I'm going to get into it here. So palm oil has become the most popular vegetable oil on the planet because it's cheap. The cheap oil can be found in over half the items that we see in our grocery store, from chocolate to cleaning detergents to toothpaste. And maybe like, maybe like me, you've heard something about palm oil here and there, but not quite understood why palm oil is bad. I too didn't connect the dots between palm oil and the environmental destruction, or rather the true cost of palm oil, uh, until I did research for the chocolate chapter in my book, Eat Less Water. And I remember when I was really immersed in that research and writing, I was literally in tears because palm plantations where palm oil flows from are devastating, not only to water systems, but to groups of people who have become displaced, to animals now facing extinction, and to our global climate. The problem with palm oil is huge, but I'm going to focus on the loss of peatlands in Indonesia, the largest producer of palm oil on the planet. Because for me, it really painted a picture of what palm oil is doing in real time on the terrain of one particular country that is impacting the rest of the globe. Indonesia is a gathering of 18,000 islands on the Indian Ocean. It's lush in biodiversity and host to one of the most extensive peatlands. And if you don't know what peatlands are, 
That's okay, because I didn't know what they were either until I did research for this chapter. So peatlands are essentially layers of soggy plant debris that act as freshwater reservoirs. So kind of what we would see in a wetland. They're formed over 10,000 years, these layers of plant material, and they can reach depths of 70 feet. These saturated land filters the water for animals and humans living downstreams. They're also critical in regulating global climate. These peatlands hold 30%, 30% of the world's carbon, more than all the forests combined. Over the ages, peatlands absorbed 1.2 trillion tons of carbon dioxide. And to get a sense of what that looks like, it is the amount emitted from 34,000 coal plants in a year. Now, the issue is that 2 million palm plantations grow on former peatland in Indonesia. Illegal fires are downing these virgin forests, draining the peatlands of fresh water to make way for the orderly rows of palm trees that now engulf this tropic landscape. The damage to the peatlands to clear the terrain for palm is irreversible. When drained and burned, carbon, the leading contributor to climate change, is released into the atmosphere. In southeastern Asia, the biggest producer of palm oil, annual carbon dioxide emissions from peatland drainage is 650 million metric tons, with an additional 1.4 billion released from peatland fires. So that is a lot of numbers that I just threw your way, and I do not expect anybody to remember those numbers, but rather to just remember how peatlands are necessary and are part of the solution. We need to protect forests and peatlands that are holders of carbon, right? Not to diminish them so we could have cheap oil. When you go to the grocery store, some brands will have certification from the round table of sustainable palm oil. So what to do when you see that? Is Does that make it good? About 5% of the world's palm oil is certified as sustainable. But for me, I still pass on products that have the certification from sustainable palm oil This organization that was formed in 2004 does nothing to address peatland conversion or illegal fires because while the company itself may not directly have converted this land into palm, they are purchasing it from land that was illegally set on fire. Recently, I sent my son to pick up some flour tortillas for dinner. And he came back and he handed me the package and he said, this is the only brand that didn't have palm oil. It has become second nature in our household to look for that ingredient. And what would happen if more of us did what Joaquin simply did, to choose the brand without the palm oil? Do you think companies would take notice? 
it did for trans fat. And remember that the public outcry opposed to trans fat caused them to look for other ingredients. The irony is many of these companies swapped it for palm oil. So we need to be more intentional this time and not only just demand companies to skip the palm oil, but to swap it for alternatives that are truly sustainable for the planet. I define environmental sustainability are goods and actions that grow well-being for the planet. Simply, that's what sustainable is. If it's not growing well-being for the planet, and in this case with palm oil, it is absolutely not growing well-being for the planet, then we need to look for alternatives. So I hope you'll join me and skip the palm oil in your food and products. And if you want to further deepen the impact of this action tip, you can let the brands know directly why you're, you're looking for replacements that don't use palm oil in their ingredients. You know, jump on their Facebook pages and post that question or shoot them an email. It does make an impact. In fact, consumers have more influence on sustainability policies for corporations and businesses than their board of directors, than their investors. If they don't have customers, they don't have a business. And we hold that power because we are the customers. And if we merge that influence, we're unstoppable. I'm going to end this episode there. Thank you for listening. Meet me here every Monday and Wednesday for more bite-sized action tips that you can implement today to eat less water and grow well-being for you and the planet. Bye for now. Let's stay connected. Sign up for my newsletter and receive more tips in your inbox weekly and 15% off your first purchase at the Eat Less Water shop. You can also find me on your favorite social media space at Eat Less Water. Please remember to hit subscribe and leave a review, even if it's only the star rating, because every one of them will increase the chances of other like-minded folks to find us. Thank you for joining me on this journey to eat less water. Together, we will write the story of well-being for this planet we have the privilege to call home. Meet you back here every Monday and Wednesday. There is power in the collective. Thank you.